And I, I hate that I already know how this is going to go. People are going to come to the table in August and they're just going to need a sleeper and they're going to pick Texas Tech. And it doesn't matter that you and I were several months ahead of everyone else. All of a sudden, there they will be sitting at the table with us. And we had the seats first, but whatever. If Tyler Shuck is their quarterback one, I need to remind you that he is 8-0. Well, he's 5-0. Or he's 8-0 in his starts in 2022 when he was healthy last year. He was 5-0 in those starts. They brought in the Big 12's number four recruiting class. They have a lot going for them out there. There's Paul Feinbaum talking about Texas Tech being a long shot in the Big 12. Who is that? Is that Pate? That's old Pate saying, uh, I'm already on Texas Tech as a dark horse to win the Big 12. Well, I think everyone, well, there's a lot of people that are there. Whether it's right or not, I guess we'll evaluate that. But, yeah, Texas Tech's a dark horse, haven't you heard? I don't know, man. I don't mascot, know. mascot is basically one, so. I... And you know this, I love what McGuire has done there. Uh, I think I think he's doing an excellent, excellent job. But it's just it's going to be tough for them after after last year they lost. I mean, when's the last time Texas Tech had a top ten draft pick? Um, have they ever had one? Crabtree was a first rounder, right? I don't think he was a top ten. Zach Thomas was he? Was he? No, he, no. Um, the answer may be never on that. Even Mahomes didn't go in the top ten. I think he right. went mid mid first round. Yeah. So, and I know that, that that's just one defensive player, but I think ten of their eleven starters were seniors. All right. They they lost both running backs that have carried the ball for them for the last three years. Seems like forever. Um, and I know they got players. They got a good group of wide receivers. Um, they got a good quarterback that can absolutely sling it and shuck. I I think I I think very highly of Tech, but I just think depth wise and losing as many guys off their defense as they did a year ago. I just think it's gonna. I'm not saying they're gonna be bad. But, uh, I don't know, maybe as a long shot to win the Big 12, okay. I mean, because who all qualifies as a long shot? Everyone in the conference right now qualifies for that. Crabtree was the number 10 pick. I guess Mahomes was the number 10 pick as well. I thought he was like 13 was or 14 he really? for some reason. Yeah. I thought he was further back than that, Like kind of like you. Wikipedia says otherwise that they've had Mahomes and uh, Crabtree were both uh, top two. Well, okay. There you go. Tell me if you're running into the same issue I am with Texas Tech. Like, there's some nice pieces to their team. We both like their coach. I think their quarterback, so I don't think he's the best in the league, but he's pretty good. It's just Texas Tech, and it's hard for me to get over that. It's hard for me to get over there's some sort of expectations going into the year with Tech and that they're going to live up to that or yeah. even exceed those. I guess I, – I mean, I don't know. I'm not having a – I'm not having much of a problem necessarily – with that, I I just uh, I just don't think they're gonna I just don't think they're gonna win the Big Twelve. I mean, I I could be wrong. I'm wrong all they, the time. They have a like. Here's kind of how I'm evaluating the two teams. 
that to play in the Big 12 championship game, it's one of the reasons why I'm picking OU to play in the Big 12 championship game. It's because of the schedule, right? Right. Not, I mean, there, there is not – there's a lot of unbalanced schedules in the conference this year. A lot of unbalanced schedules in the conference this year. Right. And I think Texas Tech isn't all the way on the side of OU, but they're at least you know leaning towards that side. They do got to play Oregon in the non-con. That'll be tough. I think Oregon's going to be good. But they get that one at home. In conference, though, at West Virginia, Houston at home, at Baylor, Kansas State at home, at BYU, TCU at home, at KU, UCF, and at Texas. So it's not by far and away the easiest schedule in the conference. I've seen tougher ones like Texas. I I don't know. I'm not going to pick them to do so, but they at least have the schedule to maybe make a a bit of a run. Right. Yeah. Well – um, it's going to come down like they need a lot of things to happen, right? They need to stay healthy. They're not going to be great depth-wise. Um, they need they need good Tyler Shuck. They don't need turnover Tyler Shuck. He's he's he needs to be nails for him, which he can be. Right? He can be. He he's he's definitely capable of that. Um, I I think they're going to be I think they're going to be tough. I mean they're they're one of you got OU, Texas at nine and a half win totals. Then you got KSU at eight and a half, and then Tech, Baylor, and is there anyone else at seven and a half win total? Uh, was OSU at six and a half? Is that what they were? OSU and Kansas both at six and a half. Yeah, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're really not really. They're not necessarily a long shot. They're kind of in that upper upper half group so i mean whatever that means text line text line's not sold there's about six other schools i'd pick before tech says someone in the 918 no way to win the big 12 Ladonna from lubbock just says vomit (laughs) (laughs) uh, this texture for the 580 the only thing i can give tech is that they beat us last year but the fourth ranked recruiting class in the big 12 ranked what nationally They've never even played for a conference title. Proves to be true. One of the yeah. few members of the original Big 12 that's never played in a Big 12 championship game. And, you know, I, what someone had as a recruiting class in this Latin, this previous cycle typically is not going to factor much into what they do in that, that same season. You know? I mean... It may it may pay dividends next year, year after that, year after that. But I mean, rarely do you have a good season because you had a good recruiting class. Now, like momentum in the program and stuff like that, I think is good. But on the field, especially like fourth best in the Big Twelve, like, who knows what that even is? Like that may not even be a top fifty recruiting class. You know, that's a that's kind of a weird. Yeah, that's why. Spin that, on it. And that's yeah, that's why people are like, huh? What the fourth best recruiting class in the Big Twelve? Uh, okay, there's only like ten teams in the league, but uh, uh, all right, okay, fine. Right. Yeah, Tech Line's not buying Tech at all whatsoever. So, I guess we can. Tech will win the Big Twelve when Teddy takes a coaching job. Like there, there you go. That's what we're getting right now. Now I will say something interesting though. Every single year. Without a doubt, since the new Big 12 
started playing a championship game again, there's been somebody new in it every single year. And Tech is one of the few teams that has not played in it. Yes. Well, yeah, we talked about program's history, but sure. Like, who hasn't at this point? West Virginia hasn't. Obviously, the four new ones. Iowa State has. Kansas State has. Kansas hasn't. Yeah. Kansas, uh, Tech. That, is even, that it? Even Texas has. Whoa, yeah. Only once, but, yeah, since it's came back. Yeah. Texas Tech, KU, and West Virginia. That's it. Boy, there's some pressure on those three schools not to be the last loser. Yeah, and of those three, oh, gosh, I, can I even say that I'd give the edge to Kansas? Does, can I even – is that worth well, saying? they might have the best player out of the I know. three teams. That's, that's kind of it. I mean, does, does any one of those teams have any amount of players at any other positions that that make you put them head and shoulders above yeah. Kansas, who has maybe the best, probably the best quarterback in the conference, I if just, all things are equal? Look, if Tech's going to play in the conference championship game next year, that's fine. Um, just please let it be against OU. Like, this offseason and last season was terrible enough. I would rather not go through another season where the Big 12 championship ends up being OU left out and Texas Tech is playing like a Kansas State. <laughs> let's, let's not I, – I would prefer for that not to happen, please. Right. That's funny. Chris Rich lost Reggie Pearson to us, lost their stud defensive end to the NFL, and others transferred or ran out of eligibility. Those two yeah. are enough to take a step back. Yeah. That, now, or, that Oregon game in week two is going to tell us quite a bit about those guys. Yeah, well, I think it's okay for Texas Tech to get housed by Oregon, who had what was was Bo Nix a Heisman finalist last year? He wasn't a finalist, but he was in the in the convo in, right. uh, in November. All right. If they got housed by Oregon, like that's not necessarily a fair view of. Because I would say Oregon's one of the teams that has a chance to, to win the Pac-12. May not be a fair view, especially early on when they're going to have a bunch of newcomers out on the field where it may take them a couple of games to, to get into a, a, a real good feel of what's happening. So, I don't know. I Pate can have Tech. I don't think he's got to worry about a bunch of people jumping all over the Texas Tech bandwagon. I would uh... – I'd like to take something back that I said yesterday regarding the Big 12 and its championship game. Yeah. I said that I'm really evaluating team, like who I like to make the championship game based on their schedule because it's not balanced across the league. I would like to rescind my Baylor pick, please, way too early. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, just because it go, I, I think Baylor's schedule is actually pretty tough. Okay. I. Um, so who is your long shot pick? Well, OU Kansas State is my way too early pick to play in the conference championship game. I'm switching it to that. Okay, that's fine, but you've got to give long me a long shot. shot. Yeah, I'll give you a long shot. Don't worry about that. Long shot for me would be UCF. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued what they're going to have offensively. It's a long shot. That's why it's called a long shot pick. I know. I know. Huh. <sighs> I don't know. See, here's the thing. I want to say Iowa State. Don't say Iowa State. It's it's dumb. I understand. Still going to do but, it. 
But if I'm picking a long shot, like, what's the one thing that I know? I know that Iowa State's going to have the best defense in the conference. If you're picking a long shot and you can say that they've got the best in the conference on one side of the ball, like, that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, but I guess I would just point to last year and they didn't even make a bowl game. That's true. They had the best defense in the conference, so does it matter for them? I know, and that's what makes it hard, but gosh, it's just, it, it's hard to, it's hard to look past that if I'm, if I'm trying to pick a long shot, because there's, all right, I would take Kansas then. I get the best quarterback in the, there you go. in the conference. Well, it's all contingent on him staying healthy throughout the entirety of the year, but okay. So you're, you're okay with me taking Kansas, yes. <laughs> yes. but not Iowa State? Yes. At least Iowa State's been there before. As long as Hunter, uh, as we call him, <laughs> Upper Deckers, is still playing quarterback, I'm not okay with it. Uh, when would you ever have thought that I would say uh, Kansas and you'd be like, okay, th- look, now there's a good long shot pick. Never. And I, I, I still can't believe. It's just a Friday and I'm relaxed. That's the only reason I'm okay with it. Zane yeah. says Tulane lost Jeffrey Johnson to us and improved and beat Carl's Jr. in a bowl game, just saying. Talking about Tex and all the losses that they have, that they're going to take a step back. But, you know, Jeffrey Johnson, I wouldn't say we're one of the key players for them, but I do understand what you're saying. Everything went through their quarterback last year. Yeah, the Pratt He's kid. A stud. And they had, they had a fantastic defense. Great edge guy. Two just top-notch inside backers. Played tough, scrappy, needed a, needed a little luck there to close it out against the University of Southern California. It's beautiful. Packed the house there. Was that the Cotton Bowl? That was the Cotton Bowl, yeah. Packed the Cotton Bowl. That was crazy. It's um, probably the greatest college football game of all time, if you ask me. I mm. celebrated more. What was that? Was that on the January 2nd or was that on New Year's Day? Celebrated more in that moment than I did uh, – New Year's Eve. It was fantastic. Yeah. That was that was nuts. Um, that was crazy. I was shocked at how many people. Every single student in Tulane was at that game. <laughs> yeah. It looked like it was been. a party the entire time. Uh, let me roll through a few more texts. We'll hit a break. Sarks Vodka. I still feel bad every time I read that name. Sarks Vodka says, I think Jesus is coming back before Texas does. I know you're talking about tech. I just wanted that to be known. Um, Chris Rich says, Teddy, Iowa State won't have a better defense than Texas, as much as that hurts to say. Uh, What, Texas Tech will have a better defense than Texas? No, Iowa State won't have a better defense than Texas. Which I disagree with that one. Well, that must have been Sark's vodka that had that text message. <laughs> Excuse me? The team that's had the best defense in the conference for, I don't know, three, four more years. I mean, in the years that they weren't number one, they were like right there, two or three at the top. Is not going to have a better defense than Texas. Man, I'll take I Iowa State in that matchup there for yeah higher rate hey, defense for sure. For players, for talent, for draft picks, I agree with you. But for the way that that team plays, statistically, Texas will not have a better defense than Iowa State. At least as I see it right now, 
that would be that would be quite the and I think Texas could have a good defense. They got a good coordinator. They've they've obviously when Urban Meyer says it, it must be true. They've got the best roster oh in college football. Which I'm pretty yeah. sure that everyone has disagreed with him on that take since he's made it, which actually makes me feel better. One more uh, for the 918. They're asking, Teddy, how does the fine process work in the NFL? Is it drawn out from your paycheck over a period of time? I'm guessing, yeah. and I don't know this for sure, I'm guessing they're asking because of the Christian Brown situation where um, he parked in, I guess the owner, Stan, I think it's Stan Kroenke of the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. He uh, has three parking spots at Ball Arena, and somehow Christian Brown, a rookie from Kansas, parked in all three of them at the same time. Now, he was only there, apparently, for two minutes, and no one will, no one else was at the arena. He, like, left the car running and the windows down to, like, run in and grab something and come out. They caught him, they caught him on camera parking there for two minutes in all three of the owner's parking space. It's a $5,000 fine for each spot. So the Nuggets tried to find him $15,000, and he hadn't even gotten a paycheck yet from the team when this all happened. And basically is, he said, hell no, you're not finding me $15,000. I, I, he what, it ended up getting knocked down to $2,500. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, I, that, there is no way. And it's easy to say this from where I sit now and not whenever you're a rookie and you're just like, scared of everything and just happy that you're there but that is the most chicken you know what of anyone ever that i've heard of especially someone like 13 billion is what he's worth yeah. Stan Kroenke. Uh, it's one thing like if you're parked in his spot and he pulls up right and he's got to park somewhere else and walk in and it's some huge ordeal okay I I get it, but even then, it's like still. No get one over else yourself. was at the arena. They had to catch him. Like obviously, the owner wasn't there. They just caught right. him on the camera. Rookie right. that hasn't gotten a paycheck yet. Yeah, you're thirteen billion dollar owner. You're a um, you're a Mike you're a Mike White sized douche if you try to charge or find one of your rookies fifteen k for that or even twenty five k when he got fined. Anything he didn't park there. He was just I don't know. Well, tip in the NFL to answer the question, it is payroll deducted. You never even get a chance to. Now, if it's a if it's a team fine, it it's still payroll deducted. But at least you can have a conversation to try and see like, hey, well, like what's going on here. But if you're fined from the NFL, it comes directly out of your paycheck. You never get a chance to to even see it. You get a FedEx that's sitting there in your locker on Monday or Tuesday that has, like, the explanation as to why you're getting fined, and it's out of your hands. So, it sucks. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the Knippelmeyer text on 651-3439. Hanging out at Riverwind Casino today. We'll be back. The word is spreading. And the Come for a free tour and see what living in luxury is like. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number two of the rush on this Friday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439.
You've been uh, keeping up or asking the staff about this 2024 recruiting class at all? Oh. They're in a decent spot for some uh, high-level defensive linemen, in case you haven't noticed. I haven't asked much about the defensive linemen. Uh, Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on who you ask, I typically am staying up with the backers. Ah. Well, what what about backer? How's Well, I know they like the kid that, um, I mean, obviously they offered him, but. um, Kid in Washington? The Pratt kid? No. Hmm. Uh, the one that was offered yesterday, the day before. Yeah, Simmons. I, I told you about him from the state of yeah. Arkansas. I asked you to ask BV about him. Did yeah. you, in fact, ask him about Wyatt Simmons? Yeah. What do you say? Says he likes him. Hmm. There's, um, he's got like some real natural abilities that they like. I think he's kind of raw, uh, but there's some things that he does really well that that they like. He can run. The way he way he tracks the ball, the way he runs. Um, you know, the way he uh, has speed through contact. Yeah, they like him a lot. Sounds like everyone on, like, the uh, recruiting front is just now finding out about him. So it's like, okay, here's his highlight reel. Yeah, it looks really good. All right, for now we're going to put him at a three-star. Like, we'll give him a rating. We'll give him the safe rating right. of a three-star. And there's a thought, like, okay, as we evaluate him a little bit more, he'll probably end up as a four-star by the time it's all said and done. But it right. kind of, it kind of does sound like a Brent Venable special. He's been, I mean, he's been good. He's been great in the past of getting the high level linebackers. But I guess I think of Isaiah Simmons here more recently. Um, he has a gift of finding some diamonds in the rough that maybe not a whole lot of people are in on. He goes out there and offers him, and then all of a sudden he blows up. Now, we're, you were talking about the kid out in the in Washington State. What's the latest on him? Has he got like a final top, six or something Top like that? 100 player. I think he did drop a top six or top eight that OU was in. But, yeah, it sounds like OU's in on that one. Yeah. Get another player from the state of Washington. They got two last year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of them may start this coming year or he's definitely going to be in the rotation. Yeah, maybe one – yeah, starting corner is who you're talking yeah, about, Josiah, Josiah Wagner. Wagner. Pitbull yeah. is what uh, they've, they've nicknamed him. Pitbull. They've got a Zadavian Sims, a four-star. He's like a nose. Yeah. Four-star defensive lineman announcing in eight days where he's committing. Sounds like that's OU in Oregon at a Durant. The feeling now, is that OU leads there. Let's hope that's the case in eight days. That kid, he looks the part now. He's listed at like 6'5", 270, isn't he? Well, okay, so on three, like there was a new on three prediction for OU to get him. And the graphic said 6'4", 235, and he corrected it and said, no, it's 280, not 235. I'm an interior yeah. defensive lineman. So, I, I, I don't – he didn't correct the 6'4 part. So, 6'4", 280 is what I'm going with. Okay. Well, that's plenty of size um, for a kid that is a year away at least from, uh, from being on the field, and he's going to continue to put on good weight, I'm guessing, whenever he shows up. You're talking a kid that's probably going to be knocking on the door 290, 95 pounds as a, as a true freshman. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's hope, man. That would be – and I think he's one of those guys – I. no one really 
knows a whole lot about him. Like they make watching play, and I guess what I'm trying to say is, Durant is not exactly a pipeline to big time college football, and it's usually the places that have the pipeline and the coach that knows who to talk to and knows how to talk them up. Like that's where a lot of the the higher like five star type of kids are are typically from. So, so are you saying like, he's a little bit even a little bit underrated? I'm not saying he is underrated. I'm saying there's a good chance of that. Yeah. I think Rivals currently has him as a top 100 player. So I, well, I, I think he's go. getting notoriety. But, yeah, sure, he's not going to get bumped up to a five-star because he plays at Durant for his senior year of high school. Right. Which doesn't mean it's right, but that's just kind of like you're saying how recruiting works. Uh, we asked the text line yesterday during Locked In, and I'm – you know, maybe the coaching staff doesn't feel this way, but our listeners feel like the must-get recruits, the recruit that this staff has to get in this 2024 class above anyone else, is five-star David Stone. He may <laughs> he may not be the highest-ranked defensive lineman that you get, but with his Oklahoma connections that he has, formerly playing at Dell City High School, now at the IMG Academy. Our listeners have the thought of, come on, guys, you, you got to get this guy. Five-star defensive lineman with Oklahoma ties. That doesn't happen very often. You've got to close on him. Got to happen. And who picked this? Like the text line? That's yes, who they? correct. Yeah. Are Is the text line just gluttons for punishment? Why would they pick for the one, one guy in this recruiting class that you have to get the guy that's going to be the most difficult. Like, well, I think that they're. Flop, I think they're drag at least, this thing out. Sure, they're trying to remove. Like it's hard to remove that situation from. But they're they're just saying like it's a five star defensive lineman that's listed at six four two seventy, and he's got Oklahoma ties. Like you 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 see the angle that they're taking here, which I don't disagree with. By the way, like you've got to get an Oklahoma tie that's a five star defensive lineman. Well, I I understand that, but I disagree. Really? Well, who yeah. is the musket recruit then? Well, I guess not I, David Stone. I guess I don't necessarily. Let me say this: you got to get whoever the best defensive lineman that they're in on is. Maybe and him. If that's <laughs> if that's the Winery kid, if that's the Stone kid, if that's the kid out of Durant, I don't know. But you got to get the one that's the best. When Aries ranked three, he's more of an edge player, but he's ranked three, and David Stone's ranked number seven overall. So take your pick. They're both really good, both five stars. Yeah. Well, I am. I, I want the best. I don't care where he's from. Like, he. I don't. I guess I don't really. I don't know think. How to I mean, I, I don't care where he's from either, and I don't think anyone's going to be. If you can, you get a five-star defensive lineman out of uh, the state of Washington, like whatever people will take it here. They're just saying, right. you know, you, you have an advantage here with the Oklahoma ties, so you got to close on this one. I think we all understand the point that the text line was making. Yeah, I'd like for them to to be able to close on every top talented kid out of Oklahoma. 
like the reason you want kids that are close to close to you like in state is because it's it's going to mean more to those kids right and and listen you want to develop the pipeline with wherever they're at and and have a history with that school but like the reason you take players close to home that are maybe not rated as high as some of the others is because there's a feeling that it's going to mean more to those guys they're going to be more likely to stay than to transfer out away from from close to home i mean those are the reasons typically you want to have a lockdown on your state and i don't think any of those things happen to apply to david stone from the stuff that i've seen Woo, interesting right I mean, is there more drama with him seemingly yeah. than a normal – well, I don't want to say a normal five-star because there's always seemingly drama there. But is there way more drama there than a williams Winery or a P.J. Atabare? Yeah, sure, I can I, – but that, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't want him in this class. Of course I want him in this class. Well, I didn't say I didn't want him in the class. Of course I want him in the class. All I'm, My point is like – I just wouldn't pick him as the must-have only because he's from Oklahoma. The must-have is whoever they rate as the best, if we're talking interior, the best interior defensive lineman. And if that's him, him. then that's (laughs) that's who you got to have. It's him. Uh, Patrick Patrick says, just just tuned in, Stone is not Gerald McCoy. Yeah, I don't think, did did you say? I didn't say he was Gerald McCoy. No, no, I I, I think he's just using that like as a comparison. As an in-state defensive lineman, like he's well, he's the last he's one, the five, the last five-star defensive lineman from Oklahoma that I can think of. Yeah, and who knows? Like you never know what he may, what he may turn into. I, to be honest with you, I've never seen anything on him as a player. I've never seen any highlight videos. You've never just seen, seen the uh, April Fool's joke on Twitter. That's all you've seen. And it rubbed you yeah. the wrong way. I mean, it didn't really rub me the wrong way. I don't care what he does. I mean, well, you got a little bit of a beef, or not beef, but you got obviously have a little bit of a question mark with him. You're questioning him a little bit. Is it because of social media? Like, what? What? What is it? Well, I'm not. I'm not questioning him as a player. I'm just saying that, like, the characteristics that you typically want from an in-state guy that you feel like it's going to mean more and that's why you want them really bad and like they're going to stick around they'd be more likely to not hit the transfer portal and i've never talked to the kid but from the feeling i get from like and i've never i don't even i don't follow him on social media but i hear you guys on locked in talking Ah, about it a lot And it just seems like there's a ton of drama. There's there. some, yeah, there's some eye roll uh, moments there, for sure. But welcome to five star recruiting that's for true. the most part. You know, Jackson Arnold I mean, wasn't that way. PJ Adabari wasn't that way. But that's I don't think David Stone is the only. Uh, and I, I don't even want to call right. him a diva necessarily. But you, you get a lot of that though. Yeah. Well, there's some. There's definitely like some some attention seeking there, which you know I. I guess I understand is whenever you're a kid that age and you've got thousands of people on social media, like hanging on everything that you put out there, 
Uh, maybe it would be fun to have like to mess with people a little bit, and it feels like that's kind of what he's doing. But you know, call me old school. If you know where you want to go, just go there. Like you know, old school. Like what are we talking about? <laughs> I, no, I, I, I'm I tend more to lean more old school on that, but that's just not no, how just it not is the, anymore. No. Yeah, that's right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only West Yalagosny Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye when you call a law firm. Do you want to actually talk to a lawyer at WYG? Communication is a priority. West Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080. That's West Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Uh, yeah, let's start off with a little National Football League. Ah. Owner Thomas Brady, Oakland Raiders. He's looking to buy a minority interest uh, portion of the Raiders. What do you think about that? Uh, teaming up with old Davis. Yeah, those are two different types of haircuts that could be teaming out there in L.A. Or, excuse me, in Vegas, that's for sure. Does this signify that he's not going to call football games for, who is it, CBS, Fox, that has already signed him? If he's trying to get in on an owner's deal, does that does that pretty much kibosh that deal? I don't think so. Um, now, if he's like an active part of the organization, that would be different. But if he's just forking over some money to be a – to be an owner, maybe sit on the board or something like that. I don't think that would keep him from being able yeah. to call I some games. I feel like he would want to be involved, but that's just uh, – <sighs> I guess it's just a guy that I, I find having a hard time just hanging out for the rest of his life. I feel like you'd want him involved. I mean, and that may be part of it. Uh, like, take an interest of the team, advise us a little bit on some stuff that you'd like to see that we could do better, like – that would be what I want if I was Mark Davis, but I, I don't know. I I think he's got a million options uh, right now. It's it's good to be Tom Brady post-NFL oh career. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And while we're talking about it, the Washington football team, or commanders, I guess, is that what they're called now? Is that going to start happening, or did it already? Commanders. I don't even remember. Yeah, that's their team. Um, I guess they the group led by Josh Harris, who's a co-owner of the 76ers in the New Jersey Devils, they've agreed to pay a record $6.05 billion for the Commanders. Uh, the previous record sale was set in August whenever the group led by uh, Walmart bought the Denver Broncos for $4.65 billion. So they're going way above that number to uh, to pick up the Commanders, who have a god-awful stadium. The worst in the NFL. Seems like, I mean, let's be honest, has it ever been a bad deal to buy any type of professional sports league that's like in the majors? You know, not like a, a no, minor league or anything like really. that. not really. There's Commanders fans all over social media downing beers right now. Y'all, all you got to do is go to Twitter and you can find it, basically. <laughs> it's also a lesson, too, man, that if it feels like the NFL wants to get rid of you, it kind of feels like they have a pretty good and quick success rate at doing so. No doubt. You know? No doubt. Um, 
Suns got blown out. They're out. Denver's the first NBA team into the uh, the conference finals. Um, a lot of people maybe cheering Kevin Durant going home. He said it was an embarrassing blowout loss. Yeah, that's right. Denver's into the, the conference finals. Now, this one is interesting, Tyler. Now, I kind of followed this story. It's interesting. Atlantic Cape Community College Baseball. They had players that had microphones or um, uh, speakers in their batting helmets, right? And someone, they believe it was the manager, was relaying pitches that the pitcher was about to throw into the batting helmet. So the way they found out is one of the kids on the opposing team in the game the night before threw, like, he had good stuff. And he went to his coach, and he was like, am I tipping pitches? Because I threw some really good pitches, and they were they were ready, and they were swinging at him. They were getting hits. So they, they were kind of curious what was going on. Then the next day, there's a batter on first base, and the first baseman could hear the someone talking <laughs> in his helmet. Nice job, morons. Jeez. Right. So he went in and told the manager or the coach, and then in the third inning, that same player got on base, and he could hear it again. It was like, for sure, he's got a speaker in his helmet. That's and he what tells an all-out his, brawl takes place on the field well, at that moment. He told his coach. Coach goes out there and talks to the ump. Ump is like, like never happened before. So they go pull the helmets off, and sure enough, there's speakers oh, in there. So I guess what they think was happening is, is the game was being live-streamed, and they think somehow – from the center field camera, the coach was not was getting the live feed, not the delayed feed, and was getting the catcher signs or something, or somehow they were getting it and relaying it to the players. Uh, pretty incredible. And the stuff. Houston Astros said, "Huh, that's a pretty good idea. Why didn't we think of that? That's a, that's right. a good way." Jeez, pretty wild. So yeah. there you go. Um, can you believe that? Here, it's curveball. Here it comes. <laughs> God. Uh, so. Division One and Division Two. There's new clock rules in college football this year. We know the clock's going yeah. to stop after first downs unless it's inside two minutes in the second and fourth quarter. Apparently, Division Three is not crazy about this, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to put this on hold a little bit." I thought when a rule came down like that that it was universal across <laughs> all D1, D2, D3, D3 saying, "Yeah, we don't love that rule. We're not going to do it right now. You, you guys can go ahead and do do it." It's Which- pretty awesome. Yeah, I got to say, I don't know what I think of the new rule or not yet. I'll have to see it play out. But the fact that they said, yeah, thanks, but no thanks, pretty awesome. Well, and lets you know exactly kind of where the NCAA stands right now. Exactly. Right. Wait, where the wait huh? we have a Division three football team? Wow, that's interesting. So, NCAA has no clue. There were a lot of winners last night. Yes, the, the Phoenix Suns were one of those. But really, the, the real winner last night, that was the Tennessee Titans. They didn't play a football game. They didn't oh have a draft gosh. pick, but the NFL schedule reveal was last night, and these teams now take it as an opportunity to do a schedule reveal video. God, the Cowboys did it with the Yellowstone theme. Hey, uh, I think you should come down here and uh, interview some of us. You know, like, <laughs> it, 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 it was Jerry Jones being Jerry Jones. But the Titans, basically, they went to people on the street on Broadway in Nashville, and they would hold up the logo of the teams that they were playing, and random people would guess – which team the logo was. So I'm just going to play one for you. Actually, I'll play two. The first one is the Falcons logo was held up. 
Here's what someone on the street guessed the Falcons logo was. This one is the Red Stallions. <laughs> the Red Stallions for the uh, uh, Falcons, to which the just, Falcons changed their name on Twitter to the Red Stallions. Oh, uh, that was that was awesome for the Falcons to play along with it. Like that was amazing. It's hard to you can't really do it on radio because you got to see the. You need to see like the logo first, yeah. and or actually they didn't show you the logo until after they said it, right? Correct. Yes. It, it just it was it's really something uh, you got to check it one out. One more, it's like the uh, Cincinnati Bengals B, just the B with the you know <laughs> Bengal stripes and all that. And here's the guess for that one: the Boston Bobcats. No idea. No idea. Boston Bobcats. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you saw a orange and black striped bobcat? <laughs> I, I like, uh, they got Baltimore right for the Ravens, but they said the Orioles. I'm like, what? When's the last time someone's confused the uh, Major League Baseball for the NFL? Yeah, and a Raven doesn't necessarily look like an Oriole. Uh, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. I like how the Colts kept being called the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah, but that, that was one was great. like, oh, yeah, 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 that's the Cowboys. That's an easy Cowboys, one. That's Cowboys easy. stuff. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up hour number two next here from Riverwind Casino. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi Solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. The folks in Eugene, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington are hopeful today. They're excited because apparently Oregon and Washington have been vetted and cleared by the Big Ten, paving the way for the two schools to jump to the Pac-12 ship. Uh, Jump off of it, actually, if necessary, to the the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, It's a matter of time. And my guess, I don't know what you think, but it's got to happen probably pretty quickly, right? Don't you think? Yeah, um, that would, boy, if that wouldn't signify the end of the Pac-12, it would be pretty much on life support. Because at that point, you're adding San Diego State and Rice, teams like that that we've heard to replace Oregon and Washington. That's not really going to work. Those guys right. leave. i got to think the others are going to the Big 12. Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree with that. We haven't heard much lately, but... I mean, that's the first real thing, and that's kind of like the first domino to fall. That's everyone signifying, yeah, we we're, we're want them, and huh, we'll see. All right, quick timeout. we got the final hour coming up next. Stay tuned. 1400 AM.